0: So, Joe Biden doesn't want to talk Hunter. No way. Check it out. Reporters asking him all kinds of questions.
1: Mr. President, any comments? on any charges against your son, Mr. President? Have you called Speaker Johnson on the border in Ukraine funding, Mr. President?
0: Bad day, bad day at the White House, right? Yeah, well, it's not every day that your son gets indicted for the second time, this time nine counts of tax evasion. You're not going to believe this. Like, I'm looking at what he spent his money on, and it's like positively, absolutely, totally insane. Welcome, everyone, to The Trish Regan Show. I am Trish. This is a live show. Good to have you all here. I'm looking at some of your comments. It's great to have you. Don't forget to subscribe. We are, as always, brought to you by our friends over at LegacyPMInvestments.com. We'll talk about the markets in just a little bit, but it's LegacyPMInvestments.com, 1-866-589-0560. That is their number. If you are interested in giving them a ring to learn more about inflation, But let's go back to what has happened, what has transpired. New developments. Hunter Biden's trying to sort of pass the buck, trying to say, oh, you know, it's only because of who I am that they're going after me for this one. Apparently, he didn't pay some $1.4 million worth of taxes to the IRS. He was collecting, according to James Comer in the House Oversight Committee, somewhere around, what, $24 million for himself and his family, thanks to all those various LLCs. By the way, interesting, they still haven't gotten him on the foreign agent thing. He never registered as a foreign agent, a foreign lobbying agent. So that's kind of a problem. But, you know, we're just going one step at a time here. And this stuff just blows me absolutely positively away. What was Hunter Biden spending money on? Well, can we, can we take a look at this picture? I want you to see. So uh, according to um, the feds, uh, he had quite, quite the spending habits. So if you look at this right above my shoulder what you'll see is a column called various women <laughs> payments various women I mean that one just I find incredible right and and he was quite active with these payments on with various women 4400 wow that was that was a low year for him 2016 right you go forward to 2017 138000 by 2018, it was 383000 nearly $400,000. Wow, what was he doing in 2018? Gosh, that wasn't around the time of some of the Barisma stuff, was it? Hmm. Anyway, 2019, 156000 for a grand total, ladies and gentlemen, of $683,000 that Hunter Biden was paying to these various women. Oh, and if you go down the columns, you know, it, it gets even more interesting. 188000 he's spending on adult entertainment. Let me just say that this is all while he claimed he was too poor to pay his child support payments. What a guy. What a guy. Of course, these are allegations. And the feds are coming after him. And really, there's nowhere for him to hide. Nowhere. Unless what? He just tries to twist this around and say, oh, you know, poor me. They're just going after me because my father is this brilliant president. And they know that this will destroy him if they, quote, kill me. That's what he said. That's what he said. So he went on this podcast. Moby's a former musician, has this little podcast. And he's talking. And you got to hear this clip. you just got to hear it because... The audacity of him, like you'd think there'd be some remorse, you know, maybe I'm a little embarrassed about my $683,000 on payments to various women. You'd think, you'd think, but you're a normal person, right? I'm a normal person. I don't know who he is or what he is or like, I just, I, who are these people, right? Who does this kind of stuff? Anyway, let's hear from Hunter himself, his explanation of this, well, uh, disaster.
1: They are trying to, in the in in their most uh, illegitimate way, but rational way, they're trying to destroy a presidency, and so it's not about me. In their most base way, what they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me, knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle.
0: I'm sorry. Did, did you hear that? Did I hear? Did we hear that correctly together? He said they are trying to kill me because it will be so painful for my father. I mean, you want to talk about a selfish? You know what? This is one selfish dude who's messed up in epic ways. I I I I, I feel for his dad. Okay, let me just say, like that's not great, right? Like it's it's awful that he has a son like that. But at what point do you say, OK, you know what? I care. son enough not to put him in the crosshairs of things. By the way, he should be in the crosshairs of things. You don't take more than a million dollars out of an ATM and think that, like, that's fine in cash. I was wondering why the Biden administration was so keen on going after cash, right? They, they really want to watch everybody's bank records. They were talking about if you had so much as $600 at one point in transactions in your bank that they were going to come after you. <laughs> really i was like why like the, this is they're going to go after billionaires like that that's what they said they were going to go after the billionaires and then i see that hunter was taking out more than a million bucks in atm withdrawals i mean cash and now i get it okay so they're they're living in a different world and they think everybody does this oh let me tell you people first of all don't have this kind of money but second of all Most people, even if they did, would not be doing this $683,000 on various women, $188,000 on adult entertainment, all while you don't pay your child support or your taxes or your taxes for that matter. What a guy. It's really disgusting. And I'm glad this is coming out. And this is more, I suspect, you know, when there's where there's smoke, there's fire. This is bigger. There's there's more there. There's much, much more there. And that's what we got to get to the bottom of. In other words, how much was Joe getting? That's what James Comer is trying to figure out. And he thinks, the House Oversight Committee thinks it's a lot. And if they're correct, then that speaks volumes about what the Oval Office has become. It's actually really devastating for the country. But I'll tell you this, we need to know the answer. We have to know the answer because it's what we are. We have to preserve the integrity of that office. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. All right. So they still are not getting into the foreign agent thing. I mean, the guy's like over there in China. He's over in Ukraine. He's making $83,000 a month on a board job for Barisma a company he knew nothing about there. He was discharged from the military for his addictions. I mean, this is one messed up guy. And I just keep coming back saying, well, why didn't he register as a foreign lobbying agent? Well, he couldn't, you see, because apparently Obama didn't like that. And so he didn't want anybody's family members out there doing the foreign lobbying. I don't like Obama much, but you know what? I'm glad that he at least did that, right? Like it's, you shouldn't, I mean, save it until you're out of office, buddy. That's when you do it. Of course, you know, Joe was up there in age. Maybe they figured this was their only opportunity. So, He's getting $83,000 from Barisma. Jo- Joe did his thing. We talked the other day about all the emails that were going back and forth, personal emails under those various aliases. They got really ratcheted up while Joe was in Ukraine. So you got to ask the question, what was really going on there? And was Barisma paying for basically things to be done on their behalf and get Chokin, who was that prosecutor, kind of out of the way? That has to be examined. And you can't just sit there and tell me, oh, it's because they want to take Biden down. You know, (laughs) you think about how this first came about. They'll try and tell you it was political. Apparently, Hunter was on some sketchy websites, you know, related to those various women, those payments. So he's on these sketchy websites that were international in nature. And so that's how the FBI was first tapped into all of this. That's how they first came to learn about his laptop because he was doing other stuff. And yet the left wanted you to think it was just misinformation fed to you courtesy of the Russians and uh, Rudy Giuliani. I don't know. This, this was a real investigation that was going on and they sat there and lied to us and lied to us and lied to us. I mean, they've lied to us so much. At this point, you're like, what's what? Like, what is what? Up is down. Down is up. Man is woman. Woman is, I mean, don't get me going. Anyway, I want to go to this MSNBC soundbite because there's this guy who was on the J six committee? So he was an investigator. He's a lawyer. He's on the J six committee, and he's making the rounds. You know, they, it's 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 a it's an all out effort to protect Hunter right now, and to therefore protect Biden. So he goes on MSNBC earlier today, and I want to share this with you because they're trying to spin this as no big deal. It's just that he's Hunter Biden. Watch.
1: I think that point from Hunter Biden's lawyer as to whether this would be happening if his last name wasn't Biden, is a real question. And I will say, as a former DOJ prosecutor, more and more, it looks like that to me. It looks like someone who's not getting a fair shake and is being treated more harshly because of their proximity to the president.
0: Oh, that's all it is, right? You know what? He's getting treated more harshly. If ask me, he's been treated pretty darn well, right? This whole thing almost went totally swept under the rug. It was almost all gone. Except there happened to be one judge who was like, you know, this doesn't really make sense. I don't really think I can sign off on this. I can't sign off and promise that nobody's ever going to go after him for foreign lobbying. Right. And that's how this all came about. Amazing. They put David Weiss as the special prosecutor in charge of all of this, even though that's actually not a very typical thing to do. Because you see, David Weiss was already working for the government. Usually the special prosecutor, you know, comes in from afar. There's a lot of irregularities here that i think are all about they're all about one thing protecting hunter biden so that j6 guy you know let me tell you there are people that are getting arrested for for way less than what he is accused of doing here so that is a bunch of bogus nonsense nonsense all right meanwhile you know that they're they're just going to continue continue running with it this Theme, that it's just because, you know, they want to go after Hunter. They want to go after Biden. Therefore, they're going after Hunter, which is why perhaps Biden, after telling us my son did nothing wrong, my son did nothing wrong. I'm so proud of my son. You're really proud of your son who's spending nearly $700,000 on these various women. Gee, that's that's great to be proud of, Joe. We're 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 really happy to hear that you, you got that moral compass just down. So I want to show again this clip. This clip of the president literally ignoring reporters because it is a very bad day at the White House. Let's see. Mr. President,
1: on Have you called Speaker Johnson on the border in Ukraine funding, Mr. President?
0: heard the question about the son. He just keeps walking. He keeps walking. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And you know what? They have gotten the edict there at the White House. KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, who might just be one of the worst press secretaries we have ever seen. Look, being press secretary is not a good gig. Nobody wants to do that because basically you're being told to go and lie every day, right? It's spin, 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 spin. So it's not really what you think. It's what the administration wants you to spin it to be. So don't get me wrong, like hard job. But that means you got to be really smart because you got to outthink everyone and you have to actually understand stuff. Like the economy. So when they actually ask you things on Bidenomics, you don't just say things that are really dumb and and foolish. Well, she says a lot of things, unfortunately for her, that are really dumb and foolish. Except on this issue. (laughs) She just shuts it down. End of press conference. Look at this. I got to play this bite for you guys, because this is Corrine Jean-Pierre, who clearly doesn't know what to say. So when in doubt, just shut it all down. One reporter this week dared to ask her about a possible connection between Hunter Biden and his dad, his father, given that there was some commingling, shall we say, of the bank accounts. Watch her response. Here
1: we go. Uh, The White House has said repeatedly that the president and his son were never in business together. They've said that repeatedly also in this room. Um... According to bank records obtained by the House Oversight Committee, though, uh, one of Hunter Biden's businesses, Osawa PC, set up direct payments to the president. Uh, Did the president accept payment? And why would there be such an arrangement if they were never in business together, or if there was a wall of separation, as the president has previously said? So I have to be uh clear with you. I I have not seen that report, so I would have to refer you to my colleagues over at the White House Counsel's office on that particular question. All right, everyone. See some of you in Boston or on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) She's
0: like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're done here. I can't get into this stuff, right? This is complicated. And this is why we have to move forward with these impeachment proceedings. I mean, this inquiry, it's a no-brainer. I mean, wow. So they're like fake impeachment inquiry and everybody got the the sort of edict, this particular letter, all these networks. And so consequently, they were flipping out and they changed their tune, which may have something to do with how they're characterizing this now, right? They're scared. They're scared because, heck, you know what? The social media meme maker got arrested eight days after Biden came into office. Listen, I mean, this is a... This is a pretty, you want to talk about, dare I say, dictatorship. I mean, it kind of feels that way sometimes with this team in the White House. So CNN knows, like, they have to be careful. So they're going to carry the White House's water. They would never do this, by the way, for Donald Trump. Can you imagine if this was Don Jr.? In all seriousness, can you imagine? Can you imagine what would happen if this was Don Jr. and there was $683,000 on various women? Whoa. Anyway, it would, be, it would be insane. And yet, here is how CNN presented the news this morning.
1: Now facing nine new federal criminal charges, his investigators say he avoided paying $1.4 million in taxes, instead spending that money on things like drugs, escorts, pornography, and luxury hotels. Now, Hunter Biden is not President Joe Biden, and there is no allegation in the 56-page indictment that the president did anything wrong. He's not even mentioned, but that is not stopping House Republicans from making Hunter Biden's business dealings a basis for their impeachment.
0: Oh, my gosh. OK, enough already, guys. I love you know what? I, I've worked with both those individuals and I actually like them very, very much. But if you notice the sort of straight delivery of the male anchor there, he's very straight. He's just listing off drugs, women, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just in you know, a very dispassionate way like apples oranges pineapples (laughs) it's a grocery list right and then the other one she's like we just want to make sure we just want to make sure that you know that joe biden has not been implicated in any way well isn't that what this whole impeachment inquiry is about let's be you know thoughtful about this right an impeachment would be designed to try him because they believe that there are these crimes. So they're doing this investigation, which needs to happen, even though the media doesn't want it. Look at this MSNBC anchor. She's like, but, 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 talking to Chris Christie, and she thinks Chris Christie is going to kind of support her on this line, and he sort of goes and, and watch the turn that he does. This is very interesting. She's like, okay, let's play this clip.
1: Is it unfair for the House to be, according to the Speaker, going ahead with a vote to o- open Uh, an impeachment inquiry that's the test for that is high crimes and well look i don't know i think it would be unfair to vote articles of impeachment because there's no evidence there but i think the house has an appropriate oversight function now andrea whether that's done with the house oversight committee or whether it's done through an impeachment inquiry i think what matters the most is that people get all the information they need about the president's conduct for Congress to, to, uh, you know, have appropriate oversight and for the public to make a judgment since Joe Biden has declared himself a candidate for reelection for 2024. So that information should be public. It should be transparent. The White House should fully cooperate with both the investigations being done by the Justice Department and any oversight that happens from the House because if the president has nothing to hide, he shouldn't be hiding anything.
0: Okay, there you go. It's a no-brainer. In other words, we need the information. And I suspect that the information is going to indeed lead to impeachment. Impeachment now looms for Joe Biden. And back channel, I'm hearing through various sources that they believe that they do have the votes. Because as you comb through those bank records and you see something, well, just as simple, they'll tell you it's a car payment. And, hey, maybe it is. But (laughs) you, you can't actually pay from your LLC into your dad's personal account without raising a few eyebrows. I mean, he had direct deposits going back and forth. This was Hunter Biden and and Joe. Hunter's putting it into his dad's account from the LLCs, into his dad's personal account as a direct deposit on a monthly basis. This is not okay. It's not done. Who were his accountants? I mean, this is really kind of amateur hour. In every way, shape and form, except, you know, this guy had access. This guy is Hunter Biden, one of the elites, and he gets to do things that nobody else can do. And then when he's called out on it, they're trying however they can to back him up, to defend him. And he's got the media and the entire machine on his side. Quick reminder. Do subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so you know when we are live, you know when we have originals coming out. Do what you can to like, to share, all that good stuff. I am live every day on YouTube, on Rumble, on Facebook. It's great to see you guys. I'm going to get out to some of your comments. Thank you for tuning in and for all your patience on this program as we, as we uh, work to make sure that we are delivering you the best news as fairly as possible. I have an opinion. I'm not afraid of that. And I make that clear, but you know what? You got to look at all sides and we do. And I watch it all for you. So you don't have to right? like MSNBC. All right, let's move on right now because university of Pennsylvania. Ooh, they're going to be out of a president pretty soon. You see, because it seems that this. Anti-Semitism is not going to be tolerated anymore. It should not be. I mean, I'm blown away. I'm actually really devastated by this. Like, personally devastated because i look at these schools I and mean, i went to columbia myself and i don't know what's happened to them like over the last 20 years 23 years since i graduated what has happened to columbia what has happened to harvard what has happened to upenn what has happened to cornell what has happened to universities every what's happened to public school right for little kids we've been effectively sort of taken over by this woke mob and it's affecting colleges and it's affecting the workplace Disney good luck guys. Disney's got no shot in ATWL right now. Bob Iger's trying to like remake the place. You may have seen Elon Musk the other day taking a few shots at Bob because you know what? They're getting sued. Well, actually the the company that they're posting on social media is getting sued. And so that's coming back to to haunt Disney because while they're pulling their ads from X, they're not pulling it from Facebook. And that's, well, problematic because it doesn't seem like one is any better than the other. But I I digress. Disney is in a bad place because of all these woke people that work for Disney. And I don't know how you remake that right now, because you know what? People don't seem to care about money anymore. They don't seem to care about their jobs. They only care about their political positions and this wokeness and they have to redo Disney. And that's what's important to them. So if you can't actually convince people that you guys need money and therefore produce content that people actually want to watch then what kind of company do you have they admitted in their annual report recently in september they said well you know we're kind of out of step so to speak they didn't say it quite that way but effectively in their sec filing because their consumer base wants one thing and well they're doing another and their values effectively are at odds well why are their values at odds? what has happened in america I think you have only to look at the disgusting display that we have seen on many university campuses, including University of Pennsylvania, which is about to, I think, lose its president after a mega billionaire just pulled hundred million bucks out of the place. But let's go to this University of Pennsylvania, horrific, and I just you know, I, I, I just preface it with this: it's it's bad, right? What they're talking about is absolutely bad. They're calling for genocide of the Jewish people. And that can never be tolerated. You can't tell me, oh, this is free speech. When you're out there marching in front of Jewish students that are on campus who obviously feel very badly harassed and bullied as they should. It's a scary time in America right now. Watch. <laughs> Horrible, disgusting, disgusting. All right, and so then this university president, Liz McGill, she goes up to DC and she gets asked questions alongside. Claudine Gay from Harvard and the woman over at MIT, and she can't answer any of these questions, nor can Claudine. We'll get to that in a second. But the fact that she was trying to effectively defend that behavior has landed the university in much more trouble. Just last night, it was reported by the University of Pennsylvania's online newspaper that the Wharton Board, that would be the The business school, by the way, that Donald Trump went to, Wharton, their board was like, this is unacceptable. We need some immediate change. So then the expectation was Liz McGill was going to go. But she hasn't yet. I do think ultimately she may actually pay the price here. They all should. By the way, they should all go immediately. But here's one problem, shall we say, for University of Pennsylvania's president, Liz McGill, Ross uh, Stevens, he is a very, very wealthy, wealthy investor who runs a a big fund. He had a hundred million dollars there at UPenn and he just pulled all the money. I want to show you his letter that he sent via his law firm, because this was pretty good. He had a very, very, very good comment. Um I, I, I think this is important because he's effectively saying that this university now is totally, totally out of step with their values, right? With their values at his company. And so he can't. He can't possibly because he's got a certain charter. So Ross Stevens pulling $100 million bucks out of that endowment at UPenn. He's saying that this president, McGill's refusal to stand up to the hate, to the bullying, to the intimidation is actually the entire problem. This is intimidation against these Jewish students. Stevens' attorneys over at Davis Polk, who, by the way, probably won't be hiring many of these law school students at, hey, these universities these days. Stevens' attorney writes, quote, It's the university's permissive approach to hate speech, calling for violence against Jews and laissez-faire attitude towards harassment and discrimination against Jewish students who violate any policies or rules that prohibit harassment and discrimination based on religion, including those at Stone Ridge, Stone Ridge being his asset management firm or or hedge fund. So Liz is kind of in trouble, as she should be. But I want to know why isn't Claudine Gay in more trouble? This lady over at Harvard, who Bill Ackman, the hedge fund investor, who also donates a lot of money to Harvard and graduated from there. I want to show you his tweet because he's like, you know, this lady has a job reportedly for one reason and one reason only. He writes and I have not sourced this. This is Bill Ackman who is sourcing this. I learned from someone with first person knowledge of the Harvard president search that the committee would not consider a candidate who did not meet the DEI office's criteria. The same was likely true for other elite universities who were looking for these candidates around the time he makes the point. Because, by the way, it's interesting, they they got a woman who was born in Egypt to run Columbia University. They have Claudine Gay there at Harvard. They have uh, another woman at MIT, another woman at UPenn. So clearly there was was a search committee out saying, we need women, and guess what? You know, if they check these other boxes, then even better— so that's kind of troubling, right? Because what are we? We are a meritocracy. We are a capitalist society that should reward success. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what whether you're male or female. None of this, absolutely none of this should matter. It should only matter how talented you are, how hard you work, whether or not you can do the job. So think of the disservice that Harvard, if this is true what Ackman writes, I'm guessing it had a little something to do with it, just my intuition, Right? Think of what disservice that does to minorities, to women, to Harvard, to the Jewish students that are being affected by all this, and to Claudine Gay herself. If she's not able to stand up for what is right in a moment like this, then I think it's proof that this DEI stuff that has swept the country and America's corporations And elite universities by storm, I think it's proof that its day has come and gone. I mean, when this guy, professor at Boston University, who's sort of the uh, grandfather, if you would, of this DEI diversity, inclusion, equity and inclusion movement, when he gets up on stage at Boston University and says something as heinous and disgusting and pathetic as this and nobody's there to call him out like the crowd sitting there agreeing with him what is wrong why do we hate ourselves so much let's cue the tape here on uh kendi
1: think uh, white uh, people worldwide have really reckoned with how much their own personal identity is shaped by constructions of whiteness and and how much um that construction of whiteness uh prevents, uh, white people from uh, connecting to humanity.
0: Oh, wow. That's disgraceful. Effectively, he just told everybody, if you're white, like you're inhumane. You have no humanity. You can't connect. I, 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 there are no words, right guys? I mean, what do you think? I'm curious in in the chat. I mean, there are no words to describe what a a heinous, disgusting thing that is to say, by the way, like what a racist thing it is entirely itself for somebody to make a comment like that. Martin Luther King never wanted us to see color. He wanted us to see people. America should not be the kind of place where you are given something because you check a box. America is America because we're willing to roll up our sleeves and work hard. And if we lose that, we lose ourselves. We lose everything. Claudine Gay at Harvard University. I don't know. I mean, did she deserve the job? Did she not deserve the job? I, apparently, she went to my high school. I don't remember her at all. She was a senior. I would have been a freshman. She was coming over to a boarding school in New Hampshire because she was her parents were in Saudi Arabia. So she'd been living in Saudi Arabia. She comes to little old New Hampshire. I was a townie. She was a boarding student from Saudi Arabia and went on to, yes, have academic success. So maybe she does deserve the job. I would say she's not performing in the job at all. Because she's allowing this to transpire. Listen to her. And by the way, way to go, Elise Stefanik, a representative from New York. And the question, listen to her on Capitol Hill just the other day.
1: Ms. Stefanik, you're recognized for five minutes. Dr. Gay, a Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Our commitment to free speech. It's a yes or no question. Is that corrected? Is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech It's a yes or no question. Let me ask you this, you are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct? I've heard that term, yes. And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, intifada revolution, and, quote, globalize the intifada. Is that correct? I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus. Okay, so it's correct. Yes. So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again, that type of hateful Ugh. speech Do you understand is personally warrant to me. Do you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to Harvard's code of conduct, or is it allowed at Harvard? It is at odds with the values of Harvard. Can you but not say here that it is against the Code of conduct <laughs> at Harvard? How could it not be against Code we of conduct? We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are... Oh my, gosh. oh, my gosh.
0: Do you know what? This is, this is, I mean, it's beyond despicable. So I just want to point out that there was an article in Free Beacon that came out a couple of years ago talking about how Harvard actually... Said that you could be disciplined if you fat shamed anyone. In other words, they, they have a whole fat phobia thing. They also had an, an ableism thing. I, I mean, it's just the list of things that you could be disciplined for at Harvard was quite extensive. Quite extensive. If you, if you misgendered someone or used the wrong pronoun, you would be, you will be, disciplined at Harvard. But if you call for what these disgusting people and students are calling for, that's okay. I don't get it. Except that it gets back to the DEI stuff, right? And they see this whole colonization thing. They see success, entrepreneurism, wealth as the oppressor. And everybody else that just wants to fight back as those that are oppressed. And so thus they look at Israel as the oppressor. I mean, forget about the fact that Israelis, by the way, just an incredible group of people who took this desert and turned it into just such a tremendous place with so much intellect, so much creativity, so much technology. And the only reason some of these people within these horrible terror organizations even exist is to encourage this hate against israel and then you got iran in there too and iran's feeding the whole thing and giving this terror group hamas a reason to exist so we got a problem we got a problem because you know what this is this is the sentiment that the kendi guy that i showed you at boston university this is the sentiment leading the way it's really important that you subscribe. We're throwing that button up there. If you guys can do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Don't forget to make comments and stuff as well. I'm going to get out to some of your your comments in just a moment. But I want to know what you think. I want to know what you think about the direction this country is heading in and why it is that these institutions, which, by the way, have a ton of money and huge endowments. I mean, like the endowment of, of Harvard is actually bigger than some nation's GDP. <laughs> They have all this money, and yet they're still coming to us, taxpayers. So taxpayers are still giving money to these universities. Well, we ought to have a little more say in this, right? I mean, it, just saying. I mean, why why are we footing the bill for this insanity? I, I want to comment a little bit more just on the social consequences right of what's really transpiring because it's not just what we're seeing at universities it's also what we're seeing in social media we're seeing this wokeism take hold in ways that i think are pretty disasters for society overall one of those potential disasters that could be hitting all of us you know what it is guys it is if we don't value family if we don't believe in the nuclear family then you will ensure effectively the destruction of humanity there you go i mean you want to look at what minority communities have struggled with most especially here in the us by the way this isn't this isn't color look at look people from nigeria come here the most successful successful group in america are nigerians because you know what they they have a family structure we have decimated and by i, I mean we the united states government through perhaps well-intended programs. You look back at Lyndon Johnson and some of the things that he put in, but it actually only destroyed the family and made too many people dependent on Uncle Sam. We need that nuclear family. We need kids. We need husbands and wives and families, and we need to continue our existence, right? And yet there's a trend on social media to discourage all that, to discourage that in a pretty massive way. Have you guys heard of the term dink? It's like going back to the 80s. Right? It means double income, no kid, and guess uh, you, you're living high on the hog, allegedly. I did this in a short the other day, and you guys were commenting on it. I want to show you. If you're not following me on Shorts, we're going to check it out here. This dink thing. It's uh, it's something. Here we go. You know when you just couldn't think that this generation could get any more selfish? Well, they are, and they're proud of it. Very proud. Dinks, double income, no kids.
1: We're dinks. We get into snobby hobbies like skiing and golfing. We're dinks. We can go to Florida on a whim. We're dinks. We're already planning our European vacation next year. Dinks. We can play with other kids and give them back. (laughs) We're dinks. We max out our 401ks, Roth IRAs, and HSAs.
0: Dinks. We spend our discretionary income on $8 lattes. (laughs) Ah, Okay, guys, you know what? You enjoy those $8 lattes because, you know, in a few years, they're going to be like $23 lattes. (laughs) Inflation. Inflation. We'll talk about that too coming up, but the inflation is bad. And, and these people, these young people that are so proud of not having any kids, listen, like, I'm sorry, like someday that's going to come back to haunt you. I would think, right. Again, I'm just a normal person because I actually think that having a child is, is perhaps the most amazing thing that one can ever do, but not for them. And by the way, so interesting, not just not having kids, but also, this new acronym called SYNC, which means single income, no kids. And like, that's apparently great too. They want you to know like, this is all, this is all great. Like you're not, you're not supposed to aspire to anything else. You know, just like Rachel Zegler is dissing Snow White all the time because how dare Snow White want to just grow up and marry a prince? That's not what life is about. You know, you gotta go become CEO or president. Anyway, they want you to feel really good. If you're single income, no kid, they call them sinks. Let's go to that clip. Hey, who needs gender pronouns <coughs> when you can come up with anachronisms like this?
1: Sinks, you're single income, no kids. If you're living with a significant other, you're a dink, double income, no kids. If you want kids in the future, you're a sinky or a dinky, double incomes, no kids. Yet, one of my favorites is the dink. I,
0: I think there's a theme here. No kids. The theme is no kids. Why is everybody trying to destroy the nuclear family? Why does everybody want no more kids? I mean, it's getting weird. Right? I mean, it is getting weird. It's like no kids, no kids, no kids, no kids. kids. That's their, that's their MO. Like that's what they really seem to want to perpetuate. Okay. Like not everybody, not everybody meets the right person. Not everybody can have children, so maybe you feel a little bit better for yourself, you know, if you see something like that. But I actually think there's something else going on. They're really trying to like double down on this destruction of the nuclear family, destruction of solid relationships, of tradition, because if you take down all those traditions, right, and you convince everybody that up is down, down is up, and you confuse them enough, then you might actually be able to break the system. Why do you want to break the system for your own power? That's what it really is about. Think about Black Lives Matter, Patrice Colors. It, it was, she was very proud of her Marxist training. Well, that Marxist training eventually turned her into a capitalist as far as she was concerned, right? She had the family members, the girlfriend all on the board. They were buying property. And now basically BLM is looking at possible bankruptcy, I am told. So <laughs> don't forget, like capitalism is not perfect, but I'll tell you, it's the best system we've got. Because the alternative is something else entirely that really does oppress everyone except for those on the very, very tippy top. I know we're kind of looking at some inversion of that right now. At least it feels that way with Hunter Biden spending, what was it, $700,000 nearly on Quote, various women. Oh, my gosh. It's really, really sickening, sickening stuff. I want to just go to the markets really quickly because we've got the Dow closing out the day in positive territory. You get the Nasdaq up as well almost half a percent and the s&p 500 trading up four tenths of a percent in trading there is kind of this idea that maybe maybe the fed has figured out i'm not so sure about that we've got gold still above two thousand dollars an ounce two thousand nineteen dollars 40 cents an ounce crude oil climbing there is some hope that you know what maybe maybe it'll all be okay i don't know about that i mean i do have my serious concerns about the economy because i worry that we are in a slowing environment where you've got inflation still, right? Inflation has not gone away, and yet the economy's slowing, and layoffs are accumulating, so the job market's weakening. So what is the byproduct of that? The byproduct is stagflation, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that's a throwback to the 1970s. It took Paul Volcker at the Federal Reserve, with Reagan's blessing, to hike rates so much that finally inflation came under control. So this whole idea that somehow the Fed is going to be able to figure it out, I, I don't know if that's going to fly. I really don't. I do want to point out that we are sponsored by our wonderful friends. Charles is going to be on the show again next week at LegacyPMInvestments.com, one That is their number. You can call them if you're interested in trying to hedge yourself and possibly looking at gold or silver as a way to do that but gold is one of those traditional vehicles that people look at for the long term in hopes of trying to diversify risk when it comes to inflation different ways to do it this is certainly one of them 18665890560 again charles will be on the show next week so hold your questions for him we can certainly uh we can certainly see what he has to say all this um oh thank you paul uh th- i appreciate the uh I appreciate the acknowledgement of my my pre-birthday. You know, Hunter is supposed to testify on my birthday, (laughs) December 13th. James Comer just sent him a note the other day saying, you know what? Be there or else. He's not going to get his way out of that one. He's going to have to testify in person. So that's pretty good to see. Very, very good to see. Mike, good to see you back here. Don, good to see you as well. I know, stagflation is rising. I'm not even going to say out loud what you said. All the more reason people have to watch this thing live. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to say out loud what you said, but that is a very funny point. <laughs> He's making a point that's related to Hunter and uh, costs—the costs of everything. You know what? Maybe that—maybe that's why the cost kept escalating from 4,400 to what was it 383,000 that one year? Don for the various women. I'm Jay Cleveland. Good to see you back here as well. Mike O'Donnell, of course. Thank you, guys. I, you know, you're, you're very patient because we are working through some technical issues. And uh, I, I love that you're here. Alphonse, my good friends. Alphonse, it's good to see you. And you're, are you a team member now? I think you are. That's so cool. We just tried this the other day. I actually went in. I, I hit the team membership thing so you can join the Trish team. And Alphonse, there you are. And And Mike, too hey, it's so neat. It's good to have you guys here as always. We see if I can you know what I'm gonna ask maybe maybe uh maybe drew can can help me out on this. Can we put some of those comments up from Alphonse, who's a new team member, and uh Mike is a team member as well. Great to have you guys doing that. The inflation that matters most to ordinary Americans is in the cost of food of food and energy. I totally agree totally agree. And yet what do they do, Alphonse? They strip out food and energy when they give us the core CPI. I've never understood that because I'm like, guys, you know what? Food and energy is kind of important. Not to mention that when they look at these inflation reads, they've actually taken out housing too. So apples to apples, if you take today's inflation numbers and you actually compare them to say the early 1980s before they did this or the late 1970s, Then actually, and Larry Summers, don't take my word for it, he's former Treasury Secretary under Clinton, former head of the National Economic Council under Barack Obama, so you know his politics. He's pointed out that we're actually apples to apples totally the same because of this change in how they report these metrics. But you're right. I mean, they're looking at what they call core CPI, which strips out food and energy. And let me just say, like, what do people need? They need food. They need energy, right, the gas tanks. And then they need their housing. But they took that out, too. So what are we really looking at? That's why people don't believe it when you keep saying to us, Joe Biden, that Bidenomics is working. Nobody buys it. Nobody believes you. Nobody believes you because we know. We, I, I told you guys, I was at the grocery store the other day, and I, I realize I live in an expensive part of the country here in the Northeast or whatever, outside of Manhattan, and... Eggs are like seven ninety nine. That's the cheapest dozen eggs they had. I mean, wow, right? It's gotten so so crazy. Edgar, thank you so much. Thank you, Michael Donald. Let's uh, let's see if we can get one of your comments there up on screen too, because you are now a team member as well. Uh, and wine, wine country stacking, great. Who likes gold? So the team members are coming on board. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. It's wonderful, as I said, to have so many um, committed, committed, committed viewers. I'm committed. You know, I am, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here every day and I'll continue to be here and we got to keep pushing for truth. And we've got to not allow a system to be rigged against the people that love this country and want to make it a better place. I'm going to say something. Conservatives are some of the kindest, most generous people I've ever known. It, it, it's a huge stereotype. I have to be careful, right? You don't want to overly stereotype. And there are conservatives that are not good too. I, you know, I get it. The rhinos, right? <laughs> I'm teasing. But in other words, it, it's a huge generalization. But I, I just get to say that the, the people that I meet on the street or in the airport when I'm traveling. If someone comes up and they know me it's because maybe they've found me on this channel or maybe they watched me on fox and when they know me it's a really good thing right because they they kind of feel a connection and and i immediately feel a connection to them too and i'm like okay we're on we're in good territory they just are we are i believe kind of salt of the earth we're we're not overly complicated we want to help ourselves. We want to help our friends and family, our neighbors. And we're willing to help anybody who needs our assistance. We really are within reason. But when you take advantage of that help, when you start saying, okay, we're going to open the border, and you know, all of a sudden you get thousands of people coming from China into the country or people coming from Afghanistan or Syria or places that um, are at odds, perhaps with our American way of thinking while simultaneously having people that are on the known terror watch list getting caught at the border. Well, then that's when it becomes too much, right? That's when you're pushing us or when like that guy who's the DEI chief who came out with some book and now has some gig plum gig at Boston University. When he tries to tell us that somehow because of the color of our skin, that we lack a sense of humanity. That's when you're just way out in left field and it's got to stop. And so the one encouraging thing about this moment in time, I mean, this is that I'm hoping I'm hoping that the truth comes out about whatever it was that Joe Biden and possibly his dad are alleged to have been up to. I am hoping the truth comes out about what it means to have real equality in this country, real equality, where we don't just pass people through because of some political agenda that's about power. We need to give equal opportunity to everyone, which, by the way, means doing a whole lot of work in a lot of places across this country that have historically been run by Democrats who think that they can just do these wealth transfers. I'm sorry, guys, it doesn't work. If it were that simple, if it were that simple, then it would have been solved. It doesn't work. We're more than that. As human beings, we need to recognize that humanity, to use that term that we all have. It's great to see you all. I I appreciate you being here. I am going to remind you before we go, if you would do me the favor of also, if you haven't already, go over to the Apple podcast where this will be momentarily and subscribe to it. I don't even care. Like I'm gonna. I remember Dan Bongino once said this, and it cracked me up because Dan was like, "I don't even care if you listen," and I just died laughing. He's like, "It helps. It helps if you subscribe." So do me that favor. Go to Apple Podcasts, look for the Trish Regan Show, subscribe to the podcast, give it five stars, please, and a comment. I read them, so that would be wonderful. And I will see you. Over the weekend, I'll be here, but the official show is back on Monday. Be on the lookout for me this weekend, and we'll talk some more.